Welcome to the Reality Podcast, where I present explanations and share some new ideas about the true nature of our reality, including who we really are, why we're here, and how the world works. Drawing on some of the latest theories of consciousness and universal reality, from personal development, science, philosophy, and psychology sources, I provide the opportunity for a new perspective on life and living. So let's discover the true nature of reality, the meaning of life, and the true authentic self that is the real you and your true reality. Welcome to episode four. I know from personal experience, when in that depressed state, just nothing makes sense. Options to change your life, solutions to other challenges all fall on deaf ears and don't penetrate the dampened intellectual mental reasoning to see the true nature and recoverability of the issue, often described as a black cloud surrounding the head. The chemical imbalance in the brain is such that the brain can't recognize the answers to the problem. It gets stuck on the immediate present imbalanced focus without being able to shift from this perspective to see the true light of reason. In 2009, just after my father died, the business I had spent all my career in was being decimated by the property crash and things seemed very bleak. I was blessed in that I managed to secure one of the largest professional services contracts in the country with the National Asset Management Agency, NAMA, which lasted from 2009 to 2012, and this helped to sustain the business through those bleak years. We made it through to 2012 when the contract ended, and in 2013 I bought the business from the family. At the same time, and as a result of the property crash in 2008, my wife and I were in debt personally to the tune of over 5 million from various property investments. The banks were trying to repossess our family home and leverage off our businesses. I wasn't coping very well and blamed the business for not allowing me to pursue my spiritual journey. I'd always wanted to be a spiritual teacher and presenter, and yet here I was stuck in this challenging business and I blamed it for the depression I was developing. I was prescribed antidepressants and started attending sessions with a psychologist. And soon after, the psychologist and I realised that the business was having an adverse effect on my mental health and we discussed exit strategies. I couldn't see a way out, but began to scale the business back so that the responsibilities and associated stress levels were reduced. In 2015, I met up again with my friend and teacher, Leslie Figer. Leslie sold over $100 million worth of self-development products in the late 1990s. I had attended his seminars in Florida and Hawaii. He had travelled to Ireland to speak at an event and we spent four days hiking afterwards along the west coast of Ireland. I was quite depressed at the time and still taking antidepressants, but the chats and time spent with Leslie lifted my spirits. I asked him for direction, telling him I wanted to follow the path of a personal development and spiritual teacher, and he duly obliged with truly sound advice. And don't get me wrong, I wasn't alone in my depression. There were many around me dealing with the same disease quietly behind closed doors, such was the general reluctance to openly admit to it. I enrolled in a master's degree in consciousness, spirituality and transpersonal psychology in September of 2017. It was supposed to take me two years, but my depression was growing and I extended my studies to three years when I found things too hard to complete. I almost quit twice, and but for the encouragement of my friend, coach and tutor Jevin Dangali, I would not have completed the degree. Despite the workload for the masters and other demands for my property business, I yet again put myself under further stress by enrolling on a transpersonal psychology coaching course. I had developed a keen interest in the transpersonal from my studies and the coaching in this area felt really good. Early in the summer of 2018, I completed the transpersonal psychology coaching course in South Africa and finished my second year of the masters. I had pushed myself too hard and the stress and demands of the course, my business and the constant financial challenges were all contributing to making me quite sick. I developed a series of physical sicknesses in the weeks coming up to the South African trip. I almost had to cancel. I spent three weeks in bed with what the doctors described as a virus-type illness. From my bed, I completed the final assignments for the masters, but found it extremely challenging, almost reaching breakpoint. 
I remember at the time having excruciating pains in my head and I was admitted to hospital for tests on my brain for anomalies. After all the tests were completed, I was told they found nothing out of the ordinary. In retrospect, I now know it was mental stress and anxiety. By the end of 2018, we had agreed a settlement with the banks for our outstanding debt and were now free from the financial stress and bank pressure. I was still taking antidepressants. It was hard to make ends meet and I was suffering from the toll of the battle. I was finding work in my property business challenging and it was difficult to motivate myself. But we seriously needed the income and I couldn't leave the business. I developed this serious awakening seminar and presented it to a wonderful group of people including my wife, daughter and other son, Jack, aged 17 at the time, and uncle, aged 82. It was to be the first of many, but soon after the event I succumbed and the depression took a real grip on me. I began to feel very low and deteriorated quite rapidly. I remember the day it happened that I knew I couldn't go on. I convinced myself that my family would be fine without me. I had checked my life policy and it paid out on suicide. My three kids had heard me speak and now knew who I really was and understood my personal philosophy and spirituality. I was fully convinced that my wife Sharon would be better off without me. Luckily, I spoke to my psychologist the next day and at the end of our conversation she said she was really worried about me. She made me take the number of the Samaritans with me and told me to go home and talk to Sharon about committing myself to St Edmundsbury Mental Hospital. Even still, a part of me thought I could do it on my own. And I called Sharon and told her what my psychologist Even still, a part of me thought I could do it on my own. And I called Sharon and told her what my psychologist said, but that if I went to my old hermitage retreat in the Jampaling Buddhist Centre for a week, I could meditate my way out of it. I called to Sharon in her restaurant on the way home, and after a deep chat, we both knew I had to go to hospital. It was the 28th of August, 2019, my daughter Rebecca's birthday. I was present as much as possible for her birthday at home, but it did feel surreal singing happy birthday in the knowledge that the next morning I'd be travelling to Dublin for what was to be a three-month stay in St Edmundsbury. I was admitted to what was to become my saving grace, an excellent psychiatrist and a wonderful team of people in a truly special hospital. It was almost, however, three months before I returned home to what was going to be my new life. What I'm really concerned about is that Fueled initially by the pressure of the mental demands in the emerging modern world in recent times, the disease of mental illness has spread to our youth. A large proportion are being prescribed antidepressants and anxiety-based medicines like Xanax. Though not faced with the mental pressure of the older generations, they have faced an even greater mental adversity that has developed through social media and other mentally focused demands from modern technology. The speed of life has escalated to such a degree that it has proven a challenge for the next generation to take a pause. The seriousness of this situation is understood when you consider that this is the generation of leaders who will be burdened with the duty of the development of the world. How they perform will determine our global reality picture. Mental illness and depression stunts creativity, frustrates sound reasoning and impairs the ability to make proper choices, all of which are required for the betterment of humanity. And so it's really important that we mind the next generation, 